If you've ever noticed the heavy-handed symbolism that surrounds All Might, then stay tuned as I deep dive into My Hero Academia plus Ultra! Let me welcome you to the fangirl, My Hero Academia fans. I'm McGann, a crazy otaku since 1988, and yeah, I am showing up admittedly late to the My Hero Academia party, but let's have fun anyways. Really though, All Might is like the perfect superhero. Well, I guess except for his demonic black eyes, and the freaky way he winks with his eyes open. How are you doing that? Or then there's All Might, that's not how you fist bump! You lived in America, you know this! Honestly, I think it's the strange design of the characters that kept me away from my hero for so long. It seems like for every traditionally cutesy hero character we have, like Deku or Ochako, we have four freaky looking ones like Koda, Sato, Soji, Fumikaje, and Centipeter. Do you think he was born that way, or because quirks can show up when you're six, did his head just turn into an egg one day and that hatched out? I don't really care what the answer is because I am not here for that. But then this very non-traditional look at a superhero's physical features combined with the fact that a quirk, or superpower, always has its own set of drawbacks is what really hooked me into the show. It's like back when everybody used to memorize Pokemon stats and so when something would happen in the show, you would know when it was about to be double trouble or a huge opponent was gonna go down. But once I saw Midoriya and Togata doting on their sweet little love child Eri, I vowed to never abandon this series. There are so many facets about this show to explore, but I want to start by focusing on All Might, the once very grand symbol of peace across the world. However, even though All Might looks like this big kind of superhero knockoff dude, in more recent seasons he's more like a glass ornament that fell off a Christmas tree. And so I really want to focus on All Might's rise and fall in society and what that means. As I shouted earlier, All Might is an American-themed superhero which can be noted in his famous punching technique, the United States of Smash, or Texas Smash if you listen to the dub. And even though his origin can confuse a lot of casual fans, All Might is actually Japanese. His real name is Toshinori Yagi and he debuted himself as a hero in America which is probably why he has an American-themed outfit and persona. But even though the series accounts for this, All Might's strong entanglement with a love of America is really hard to ignore. It's no secret that the superhero genre is a huge part of American culture. The United States usually has the market cornered on the iconic metahuman experience. An American superhero is seen as a good force for the entire world. They'll always choose what's right, model good behaviors to follow, and even try to sacrifice themselves to save someone else. Of course, I am speaking really generally about the founding principles of superheroes here. You can certainly find more mature-themed comics all over the place where good and bad is a really gray area or the issues are really complex. But ask any five-year-old why they like Captain America and they're gonna say, because he's the good guy! And just 
everything about that notion of superheroes in America is very personified in All Might. He was clearly created to be an homage to all the US superheroes like Superman himself. Except All Might is so pure of heart that he's never even expressed having a romantic feeling or a girlfriend or a wife or anything. So he's a real work 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 until you die type of guy. Which does kind of fit the stereotype of a very devoted Japanese employee, so I guess that's where we can see the Japanese-ness of All Might shining through. However, All Might being Japanese and reigning for years as the number one superhero in Japan, all the while adorning an American persona, not to mention looking like an American with his blonde hair, it all seems to have a deeper meaning. When My Hero Academia starts, All Might has gotten older. He's fought too hard for too long and he's gotten sickly. And he's still out there trying his best, but he just can't really keep up with the villains anymore. So knowing his time as a hero is going to come to an end really soon, All Might decides to pass the torch and allow One For All to go beyond him to the next person. So passing that quirk on, All Might expects to see Midoriya rise up and eclipse the world that he's built. And really, we can read into All Might's fading as a direct correlation to the American comic and animation industries. Since the 1980s, comics from the United States have gotten progressively darker, and the heroes in many of these cases have lost their luster of being this perfect symbol of what's good and right. To a similar degree, the vast majority of our animation is exported to be done overseas. Back in 2011, I was still in graduate school for my degree in 3D animation, and even back then, we had this big seminar where this huge television network was in here talking to us about the industry and how to get hired. And you know what the network reps said? Animation in the United States is dead. If you want to work in animation, you better be a writer or do something in pre production or post-production because the actual production, which is where you're doing the physical animation, is almost exclusively done in other countries. So even though we consume and create so much content in the United States, we're also muddling up our own franchises and outsourcing so much of the work overseas in the name of cheap labor that it really puts a tarnish on those industries. And part of All Might's problem is that he spent so much time as the number one hero that he tried to handle everything alone for most of his career. Really, he had to because if he did too many team-ups, people would know that he was sick. You can't be a symbol of peace if you're a scrawny little guy that can't defend himself for hours and hours of a day. And that also matches All Might's American persona. The Japanese often stereotype Americans as these lone wolf types who do and say whatever they want, which definitely seems to fit All Might, especially when he's doing things like refusing to retire. To the contrary, the other heroes, the more Japanese heroes, especially the newer generation of rising heroes, are often shown to collaborate. They use each other's strengths to try and offset their weaknesses. And that kind of teamwork leads to greater results and victories than All Might can achieve by himself. So even though All Might is the toughest superhero there is and he's the number one rated in Japan, he's still not as strong as a collaborator 
collaborative effort. Now compare those mentalities from the show to the comic industry. Commonly, mangas start off being published in a larger magazine that features chapters from a number of other mangas. The different series actually work together to generate more fans with less effort to advertise a new release. For example, and just to warn you, I am not looking into this to see if these titles or timelines are accurate, this is just an example. Say that you're a huge Naruto fanboy, and so every week you're getting your Shonen Jump or whatever, but you suddenly get into Attack on Titan 2 because it premiered in the same magazine. And then maybe that obsession with Attack on Titan will take you into Sword Art Online or My Hero Academia 2. So the publishing house has now gotten you hooked on four different mangas at once, and that means you're more likely to keep subscribing to the magazine as well as support book sales, figure sales, buy posters, keychains, shirts, anime DVD sets, all of that for all of those different titles, and they're able to do that because they leveraged your love of Naruto to expose you to more things. So in cases like this, a collective works much better than trying to convince you to buy every issue individually, and it turns you on to a lot more things than you would have ever known if you had to buy Naruto chapter by chapter individually. Now let's compare that to comic books in the US where chapters are getting shorter and shorter, and honestly the best exposure the audience gets is an advertisement to buy more comics or maybe a crossover that'll show you a new character you didn't know about. So similar to All Might, the US comic industry isn't exactly on death's door, but it is struggling to keep up and it's not exactly thriving like it used to. In fact, unless the character has a movie or show centered around them, the odds of finding any merchandise for an American comic character is extremely low. And as you might guess, it is really hard to make money off of something if the audience isn't there and the merchandise isn't available. So only making comics available one issue at a time, every different franchise being separated, is really not doing American comics any favors at this point. So what is all this symbolism saying when we get to My Hero Academia seasons 3 and 4 when All Might can't function anymore? Well, there's a few ways to look at it. One is that All Might's inability to hold his hero form is the dying comic book industry in the US. So All Might has to watch with this bitter sweetness as the new kids in town, the Japanese manga creators, take over his genre. So All Might is passing the torch to the younger generation, but not necessarily because he wants to. Or we could see All Might's story arc as a display of great care and friendship that the youth, or mangas, are seeing flaws in the hero work system, or the US, but they're also dedicated to preserving the hero principles and taking responsibility for the torch because All Might has essentially fallen on the job. So then it's not a forced take of power or authority. Class 1A is just stepping up to do what All Might can't do anymore. So in essence, they're trying to alleviate the burden for him to make his life easier. And and of course, there are many other ways that you could read the symbolism of All Might, but I kind of want to open this up to the audience to talk about. So let's have this discussion. What do you think about All Might, his powers, his story arc, and his whole persona? I might be overthinking it, but that's literally my job. It seems like for every cutesy hero we have, like Deku or Cha- Deku? I can't speak! And once I saw Togata and Madeira, I cannot speak! 
Matoria. And once I saw Togato, Togata, but once I saw Midoriya and Togata, Togata, <laughs> but once I saw Midoriya and Togata, Togata, and then maybe that obsession with Attack on Titan will extend to Sword Art, Sword Art Online. I know these words. I, I watch these shows. Well, family members, we're almost done, but I want to invite you to hang out with me in some other places. I'm on Twitter and Instagram as my own personal self, and I have a Facebook page too, but I mostly just post photos over there. And sometimes people say, hey, McGann, I want to mail you something. How do I do that? Easy. Just click the About tab on my channel page, and my most current P.O. Box info will be right there. I also run another channel, The Family. It's really a hodgepodge channel where we might post anything. Oh yeah, and I also sell shirts and stickers and stuff with the family and the fangirl logos. If that is your cup of tea, I have a link in every description of every video. Finally, if you want to help out the fangirl channel and make sure I'm putting out video essays for years to come, the best way you can help is by subscribing and watching more of my videos, whether they're new, old, whatever. Maybe even share one or two on social media, help spread the word. People who watch to the end of videos like you helps to tell the site, hey, this is a good video. We should recommend it to other people. So if you made it this far, leave me a comment of something like, hey, I made it to the end. Love ya. See you next time, family members. Bye.